0: It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had this much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day, he's the best.
1: Keith Stewart. Good afternoon, and welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. Well, the ladies are back, and this time the LPGA tees it up in Singapore... The guys are in my old hometown of Orlando. And speaking of media cities, we have a sports and entertainment executive producer with us today. Scott Savlov has hundreds of hours of TV produced and keeps innovating. Can't wait to catch up with him. So let's get started here, Wade. Give me the peppers.
0: Can't stop to the
1: There's definitely no to doubt. That We're all addicted to the shindig. I know I am there, Mr. Wade Weezer. Good to see you here on a Friday afternoon in New Jersey. Did they legalize the shindig in Jersey yet? I can't keep track. They do. As of Monday, um, you could choose whether or not that you want to wear the shindig in school. <laughs> okay. oh, they yes.
0: mandate shindig.
1: Yes. Yeah. It was like a holiday in my house today because <laughs> masks stop on Monday. So That's today right. was the last day of masks for kids in school. So um, everybody was uh, was excited. You know, everything's always like a countdown. Right. You know, I, we have a little chalkboard as you leave the house and I'm always putting countdowns on it I like that. And I guess so I'm probably the one that propagates it the most, but um currently, you know, it was counting down to this on Monday, so now the next one will be for spring break. Okay. Um, see, which, it's good to have things to look forward
0: to. It's not just to, uh to remind you,
1: it's good to have things to look forward to in life, so. Well, you know, if you spend your life constantly in reverse, right? Right. All the steering is backwards. You know, and sure. left is right, and right is left, and it's just get. It gets, I have to
0: think about that for a while. It gets very
1: confusing. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, it's March now. My friend, I'm very happy about that. Whether it comes lion, lamb, or whatever, you know, February is just the worst month for weather. Yeah, we might hang a seven in darkness uh,
0: on the four, and, and the temperatures this weekend
1: knock on wood. Yes, don't yeah, I did stairs. see that. I, you know, I, um, now that I I spend more time in studios than I do outside <laughs> on golf courses, I don't pay to the, pay as much attention to the weather. But I did see that 70s possibly on Sunday and. Maybe we'll comment more on that later. Speaking of commenting on things, I uh, had a little fun last night on social media um, as we build out the Read the Line brand. Um, you know, it's been a while that since I've done one of my uh, uh, hip hop right. experiences. Since been in the studio. Yeah. And uh, I've been watching this um, Kanye mm-hmm. uh, documentary on Netflix. I just heard about that. Yes, genius. Apparently the guy's been following for like 20-something years? Uh, he was a friend of his from back in the shytown uh, town days. Wow. And I can call it that because I've watched all three episodes now. But um, it was, you know, it just kind of was interesting to me and how hard he worked and how great. Whether you agree with him or not, and there's a lot of things to disagree with him on, and he's a little unstable. Well, he's a lot unstable. But, uh, I mean, there's more unstable people in the world right now, which is kind of even scarier. Yeah. But, um, well, quick PSA. We love America. We love our leaders. Let's make good decisions. Let's keep going forward. And Kanye had me all fired up, so I, I put together a little rap last night for Read the Lines Live Bets for Friday morning. So I did a little Arnie Walks. Okay. Yeah. So it was my own it was my own ad-lib karaoke version of uh, Jesus Walks. So. We play, but we have to bleep it because it's got such foul language, correct? No, no, come on. <laughs> it's an honor of Arnold Palmer. I'm joking. Arnie is the man. Uh, Speaking of the man, I got to thank a Bay Hill resident for helping me out for our Celebrity Insider this week on Read the Line. I had on Aaron Stewart, who's Payne's son. Uh, God rest his soul. Man, we love Payne Stewart. But um, Aaron is now all grown up. He's uh, got a child, a couple dogs, a wife, and he lives right there in Bay Hill. Uh, He is the tournament coordinator for the LPGA for their opening event in Orlando, the Tournament of Champions. So, I mean, he was born there. Not literally, I mean, but he was born in Orlando, but he was he like from his first days, he lived in Bay Hill, so he's been around there almost thirty years. So he he was he did we had so much fun, and you know the stories go back between Aaron and I because back in 1999, when his father passed away, um, Aaron was learning to play golf, okay, and now he had lost his father figure or whatever. And my boss at the time, the director of golf there, uh, Gregor Jameson, had asked me as the lead assistant, he said, "Will you?" take on this project will you teach this young man to play golf and i was like yeah sure who is it and he he told me i was like holy cow i would totally right you don't call that a project well i mean like i know you're meaning that you know would you would you do this for me you know and this is a special thing and i mean to tell you it was probably the most rewarding thing i've ever gotten to do in my career right which is, which is significant. It says a lot. And yeah, I mean, it was just awesome. And, uh, it was great to reconnect. I haven't talked to him in like a decade, so wow, it was great, great to reconnect with him. And, uh, he looks just like his dad and it just blew me away. Um, it, it just a tremendous, tremendous video. And, and for anyone that's reading the line and you get that premium newsletter, you can see it in there. Um, in a couple of weeks, we'll post it on YouTube. But cool. for right now, it's current events, so we keep it to our uh, to our members only. And uh, speaking of members only content, uh, next week um, uh, I'm hitting the. Uh Newark Airport and I'm heading down to Jacksonville Mm. to cover the Players Championship. Oh, cool. The uh, quote-unquote fifth major. So I'm excited about that, uh, mainly because even if it is 70 on Sunday, it will be probably 80 there (laughs) all week. So this week is just
0: an appetizer for you.
1: Yes. So lately, let's see, I've been into Kanye raps. Um... We have celebrity insiders and now we're going to a live event. That is one of the biggest in all of golf. Yeah. So, um, we're trending upward, my friend, I'll say, and we're having some fun. We're having some fun. And speaking of having some fun, we are going to have some fun this afternoon with our guest, Scott Savlov. Scott's an old friend of mine. He is a TV executive producer, director. He's put together things for over 25 years, all sorts of fun stuff. And usually there's kind of a, a lifeblood of golf running through all of this, but not always. Um, Food, fun, entertainment, and sports. Uh, most of what in TV he has produced, it has been the combination or hybrid between the two, sports and entertainment. And he gets Hollywood and the athletes together, and he does a great job. Uh, most recently, he did the Celebrity Rider Cup. He produced that. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, the guy's just a great guy. And one of the things that he loves to do with his network is tell stories. So he started about a year and a half ago, I want to say 2021, Yeah, maybe a year ago, he started a podcast called the the Path Here, and the Path Here is one of those things where um, he gets celebrities on and they talk about how they've succeeded. Love that! And I love that concept. Oh, dude, it's really really good. This week's guest, um, young surfer woman Anastasia, it did awesome. Last week it was Michael Carbonaro, the magician oh, entertainer. Wow. Oh yeah, I mean he's got uh, he's he's had a lot of. Really good people on there. AJ Hawk, the football player. Um Dan Jansen. I speed check this scanner. Out. Yeah, it's good. Amanda Beard, um Todd English, the chef. Wow. You, you like eating? Oh yeah, sure. You know? <laughs> like magic and eating. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah, magic and eating. <laughs> That's true. You kind of perked up on those yeah. on both of those. That's that's pretty uh um that, that's pretty it's you. Telling. That that's pretty you. That's for sure. Uh so we're going to we're going to connect with him and I I mean he he's just got the greatest stories and he gets people to tell their story and talk about the choices that they've made along the way and how they affected them and how either, you know, that worked out or they had to kind of, you know, pivot and then move from there. So I mean, just really really good stuff we're going to have with him. He'll be in just a couple minutes, but before that, let's do a quick leaderboard refresh right i've got three of them to go over real quickly here like i said in the opening the ladies are in the hsbc women's world championship better known as asia's major there's about 70 ladies over there no cut event they're going to play four rounds they're in singapore nice all right probably warm there too oh yeah i i actually wrote that down (laughs) because you ever get that you know, just on a side real quick, I mean, we never do tangents, so let's no. just do a quick one. <laughs> um you ever watch something on TV and, you know, you think about where you are in the world and you're like, man, it's cold. Like, it's cold yeah. today. It's raw this afternoon, right? It's in the 20s here in Central Jersey. And then you're looking at Singapore and they're like sweating to death because they, you know it's like the humidity there is like 407 percent, you right, know, right, right. And, and it's 95 degrees and everything. And you're thinking to yourself, man, I mean, I know that's far away, but. It's just so different what they're dealing with. Anyway. No, I I hear you. I I was sure. I was thinking the same exact thing when I was watching this and I was like, man, it looks hot there. You know, I mean, they have like the long sleeve, like sun sleeves on. A couple of the ladies were playing with, like, walking with an umbrella, like that kind of hot.
0: Yeah, like their their hot is our hot. Our worst hot doesn't compare to their least hot.
1: Yeah, and it seems, and it's March, right? You know, so it's even further from like our perspective. But um, one thing that's, you know, one person who's not far from the top—that's your number one player in the world—that's Jin Young Ko. Uh, I was touting her earlier in the week. People, the, the odds on her were almost like Tiger esque. You know, oh, yeah. Going into an event when he was in his prime. Sure. Uh, she was four to one to win. And I said, Well, you know what? <laughs> I, my job is to pick winners. And uh, uh, all right, so after 36 holes, she is leading. Um, mm-hmm. She's doing her thing. She's eight under and she's tied with um, Amy Yang. And they are both. Uh, well, 8-under par after 36 holes. they got two more rounds to go. Uh, there's a little group behind them. Brooke Henderson at 7-under. Uh, Athiya Thetakul and Megan Kang, who's been on the show here. She's 7-under. Sure. Love, her. Love to see her this weekend get her first win. Then we could have her on in a week or That'd two. That'd be nice. Then we could talk to her for sure. It, it's um, uh, playing at night for us, so you're going to get full coverage. But at the same time, it's, it's overnight. But it does start at about... Oh, nine o'clock at night. It's the weekend. Yeah. oh, well, that's true. You know, I mean, when you come home late, turn it exactly. on, catch the last couple of holes on Saturday night. You never know. And we also got to talk about the Arnold Palmer Invitational. That's for sure. And after round one, they're in the middle of round two right now. So things move all over the place. But after round one, we got Rory McIlroy with a 7 under 65. Uh, Rory again here at Bay Hill. Uh, he's 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 pretty good here, uh, Wade. Yeah. He's His last five trips, he's finished in the top 10 and he's won one time. Okay, so uh, he's another one of those people who I was picking this week and I love him to death at that golf course and the way he plays golf and the way he's been playing. And you got to think about this for a second, folks. If you do like to do a little fantasy golf or you like to put a wager on something, just because Rory's not playing in America doesn't mean he's playing poorly. Right. You got to expand your Doppler. You know, you need a little bigger radar, you know, we got to include Singapore, right? So Rory's been playing great all over the world. He just hasn't been playing here. He shows up here, first round leader, uh, tied for second at five under. You got Bo Hosler, JJ Spawn, Billy Horschel, another guy I've been saying he's going to win in Florida. This is week two of week of, of four weeks in Florida. Billy's going to win. Well, he was hot early this morning. He was near the top of the leaderboard. He was two behind Rory yesterday. I love Billy's chances this week. I was talking about Billy. So when I was talking to Aaron in the video interview the other day for Read the Line, Mm -hmm. uh, he mentioned to me, he goes, I like Billy Horschel this week. I said, I love Billy Horschel this week. I said, why? He said, I played with Billy Horschel in an AJGA event in 2005 at Bay Hill. And Billy was good in it. He was like top 30, 2005, right? And he's bringing the, I mean, this is a, this, this is what we do with our Celebrity Insiders. That's why we're having so much fun. And he said, I love, because Billy's playing great right now. I love Billy this week. Sure, and, those two things together. Oh, man. elements. Well, he's like, you have knowledge of the golf course. You know where you're going. You know how to play it. And you're, you're in great form right now. So you combine those two things. No surprise that you know maybe by the end of thirty six holes he's one of your leaders, but he's definitely near the top at four under. You got another great group: Graham McDowell, local guy to Orlando, Sun J M, Will Zalatoris. Little wow, you know. And at uh, three under, Max Homa, Chris Kirk, and then there's a whole group of people. John Rom shot even yesterday, and uh, he missed the ten inch putt.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: It oh. almost was. It almost kind of looked a little bit um, yipish. I mean, I know it, it, I know that's a big golf term. Not, don't start sending texts and tweets everybody. I know what yipping means but it almost was like one of those things where he kind of like he hit it and you weren't sure if he hit it and the caddy was like walking by him in the frame and he kind of stopped and he was like did, did he try to hit that? He like hit the ground next to it like he wasn't paying attention but anyway, what are you going to say? Yeah, uh, It is what it is. And then there's one more leaderboard I want to go over this week because I think it's significant um, Seminole Golf Club down there in Jupiter, Florida. I think it's specifically Juno Beach but Neither here nor there. Um, they ha- they hosted their pro member, their annual pro member, which is significant, not just because a lot of their members who are the titans of industry get together, but the number one player in the world. Remember, it's a pro member, so a member sure. brings a pro. The number one male player in the world, John Rahm, was in the field. But the number one female player in the world, Nellie, Cor- uh, I'm sorry, number two female player in the mm-hmm. world because Jin Young-Ko is number one. Pardon me there. It's, we're going to let you go. <laughs> Your face corrected me. You looked at me. You're like, no, wait a second. That we're, doesn't give you a pass. So Nellie, she's number two in the world. So you think about that. The number one player in the world on the men's side, the number two player on the female side. And I just think that's kind of cool that they're having an event where there's ladies and men playing together. Maybe the PGA Tour and the LPGA Tour can get there at some point as well. Uh, the winners of it on the gross side shooting 62 were Mark Flaherty and his guest, Patrick Cantley. Pretty good. Yeah. FedEx Cup champion. And on the net side, it was Mike Troy and his guest, Jessica Corda.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, with
1: a little 59, right? Everybody's making a big deal about Tom Brady playing with Louis Oosthuizen or whatever, and Jerry and Rory McIlroy. I mean, how about that father-son team? It's pretty good, you know. Um, But you know who else is pretty good? That's our friends at the New Jersey Golf Foundation. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. Led by PGA professionals, programming for youth, military veterans, and individuals with special needs provides the opportunity to experience the game in a welcoming environment. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org or call 732-465-1212 quarter past three here in new york thanks for listening to espn 920 we'll be back in a moment with sports super producer scott savlov
0: can't stop addicted to the shindig chop chop he says i'm gonna win big choose not to johnson jay williams and zubin mahente all NFL players get paid a lot. You're he- not going to get paid more than me, though, because I'm the
2: guy when he- it comes he- to clearing it out. Y'all take Spoken care of Spoken like a true wide receiver. Way to go, Roscoe Jenkins. <laughs> well, team of Mar- me. Mar- <laughs> Mar- his name is first on <laughs> the show, so we get it. You know, <laughs> we get it.
0: Me-, me, Sean, as they like to call me, for those that don't know me. But anyway. Sean, J. Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio or streaming
1: live on the ESPN app. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars – youth, military, and special needs – the NJGF delivers dynamic programming, led by PGA professionals, so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. An exciting new development is coming soon, as the Inspiration Golf Range, on the campus of the Lions VA Medical Center in Somerset County, will serve as a new golf training facility for Special Olympics New Jersey, as well as the new home site for the PGA Hope, a rehabilitative golf program for veterans. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, please visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. That's NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or 732-465-1212.
0: Time to get back on course as the pro show continues. Great show and great questions. Once again,
1: Keith Stewart welcome back to the pro show i'm your host keith stewart and you're listening to espn 920. now when it comes to being creative there aren't many who can surpass our guest today for 25 years scott savlov has connected sports and entertainment with great success as society evolves so has he and today scott tells stories in a new medium ever wonder how your choices affect the path that you're on well scott's current show motivates me to be honest with myself and the results have proven to propel me forward. Enjoy this vibe and get ready to be inspired. Loving that vibe there, Mr. Wade Weezer on the board. You know, it's taking me back to like the uh, early 90s there in my high school days here in central jersey and i know our guest i think he's a central jersey guy too scott savlov welcome to the pro show how are you this afternoon
2: keith great to hear your voice and uh and because of COVID, i haven't seen you so it's fantastic uh to hear your voice and and congrats on the show uh really uh, thrilled for you and and uh I know whatever you're telling people though their their golf game has to get better.
1: Well, you know what? That's, that's very that's very kind of you to say, but a lot of times we cover the pop culture of the sport as well, which is why you're here this afternoon because there's this thing, golf's pretty popular right now. You know, it, it's, it's, it's a little crazy. I mean, for this PGA professional, it's, it's hard for me to imagine how many different walks of life are into the game. And I got to ask you, because you're a crossover type of person, you're in entertainment, you're in sports, you're doing all these different things as a producer. From your perspective, why do you think golf's so popular right now?
2: Well, I think golf, first of all, I wanted to thank your producer, Depeche Mode. Pretty strong. That's a great introduction. I'm feeling frisky just from that vibe alone. But um, answering your question, I think golf, uh, right place, right time. Um, For the last two years, so many different industries have had to kind of change and reinvent themselves just because of COVID. Golf was one of the few sports or activities that actually could take place during COVID. And I think that people just uh, start playing. And if you didn't play before and you had time on your hands just to get out of the house and go do something, golf was a great activity. And so I think for the last several years, it's really flourished on top of the the normal golf enthusiasts who took that time to uh, use that as a, an escape get out of the house and have an escape and golf is a perfect, you know, four hour, uh, uh break from, from the monotony of, of COVID. All
1: right. Now I, I love your 30,000 foot view on a lot of things when it comes to sports. And I want to kind of pick your brain here. So golf's super popular right now. Do you think it's at its peak? I mean, if we were on the stock exchange, exchange would you be buying or would you be, would you be selling at this point? Do you think golf can go even further?
2: I think golf will be successful for the time being. Uh, meaning, I think if you were saying to me, would you go buy golf today? The answer is yes. I think that, you know, as different sports start uh, really falling back into line of, of the normal activity, um, you know, other sports start get you know take their popularity football baseball basketball I don't know about baseball currently with 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 its uh
1: they've got some problems
2: mistakes. yeah they've got big issues because you know they're, they're forgetting the one key factor the fans and to your point on golf golf fans you know can get out there and watch their their sport right now um, it's there's continuity um, I think on a global basis, golf is at a you know a real strong position. Um, you know, there's, they're, they're playing it everywhere. So I, I think that by now, um, you know, and and let's hope that the new uh, golfers and the new golf enthusiasts that have taken place over the last two years become addicted to golf where it becomes a a real part of their lives moving forward
1: well you know what i think that in your career and folks if you're wondering who we're talking to this afternoon we're talking to executive producer scott savlov he's out there in san diego on the left coast this afternoon struggling through a winter day which is probably like 65 and partly cloudy where it's 28 degrees here in new jersey but that's neither here nor there i think back to september and, I, and we're talking a lot about crossover and people getting into the game. And one of the things that you do that I love, and this is probably one of the reasons we got connected and met one another, is that you do these Ryder Cup celebrity matches. And you did it in 2016, 18, and then you just did it in 21 here at Whistling Straits. You know, when you put all of this together, how is it that golf is such a magnet for the celebrities?
2: You know, it, it, it's an interesting space because years ago when I first started doing that, you know, and looking at it, golfers want to be different. You know, professional golfers want to do different things. A lot of them wanted to be musicians or, you know, so they would want to hang out with the musicians. Uh, They would want to hang out with the other sports. And conversely, golf is one of those sports that whether you're in the entertainment space or sports space, it's a great way to get out. And it's like you could spend time away from your industry and, uh, just enjoy your friendships. And there's that cross pollination between, uh, whether it be entertainers, meeting golfers, all these, you know, and then there's great history, uh, If you go back Charlie Chaplin era, uh, early 20th century, when they have all these courses going into Los Angeles, they built the golf courses so that way they can keep tabs on the actors, Errol Flynn's home was on Bel Air country club. There's a reason that, you know, I mean, these guys (laughs) love golf, but the studios, which are right there, right next door to the courses, uh, they're built for a reason and supported by the studio, So there's always been the connective tissue between the entertainment industry and golf sports. Great athletes want to go play another sport and they love golf because it's really them against the course. And then they could talk a lot of trash to their friends and go hard at each other. And, and that to me, you know, goes back. There's, there's a long history of It's just not recent. It's a long history.
1: So since that connection is so well-defined and it's supported by and proven by the history of you know, going like you, that was kind of cool. Telling the chaplain and the Errol Flynn stories, you know, when he, in between Robin Hoods, I guess he was over there chipping and putting around the third green or something. I mean, that's just those, those kind of connections are really cool. And I wonder if there's a way going forward because at times, even though golf is very popular, we still want to get it to be more of a global game, meaning it's going to look like the globe. Do you think there's a way that we can use some of this celebrity connection in order to kind of push the game into communities that don't have a lot of golf going on at this point.
2: Well, the answer is yes. And we're entertainment and the entertainers and sports legends come in and, and I think it's more in the entertainment side in from from the United States. So our exports for golf internationally are the actors and and, and musicians. More heavily than sports uh i do an event in switzerland the the omega masters in switzerland they know winter sports right they know hockey they know skiing they they don't know who peyton manning is they may know tom brady just because they've seen the super bowl maybe but they all follow music they all follow films you know and with netflix and things like that and so the entertainers going to the foreign countries, whether it's Asia, uh, Australia, you know, heavily in Europe and Africa, our entertainment people are big draws. Uh, The Dunhill Cup, big draw when they get the U.S. actors to come over there, and that's part of the play. And for the U.S. folks, it's great to go play these great courses that they grew up watching on TV or have heard of. So there's that double attraction of getting the celebrities from the U.S. to go abroad. When we did the Ryder Cup celebrity match in Versailles, which is Paris, in 2018, we had a who's who from the entertainment space. And then the Europeans, we had a lot of who's who not only from entertainment but sports because their football, our soccer, is so big there. So you just take the best of everything You melded together, and it was a big attraction in a place, Versailles, that's not necessarily known for golf. But the attraction of our celebrities was a big draw over there. And I believe it would be a big draw in Italy. There's a million things to do in Italy. You don't normally think of golf. But I think our celebrities would be a huge attraction to sell tickets and validate why golf is has a coolness factor.
1: Well, you know, when you bring up Italy there, that's a kind of a cool thing because that's where the next Ryder Cup's being hosted there in Rome. And then you also said the phrase the best of everything. And when I think of Rome and I think of the best of everything, we're thinking of food, we're thinking of history, architecture, and we're not necessarily thinking of sports and golf. So I'm interested to know where that whole celebrity match would go in your mind. But but let's 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 pull out the whiteboard for a second. Right. You are a TV producer by trade and you've put together a million different creative concepts. I would love to hear or to spitball with you for a second right now what what you think we could do to kind of innovate in the TV space in order to draw more attention to golf. If you could have if you could have any celebrity and do any format, what would you like to do? What would the dream scenario be for a TV show to promote the game and kind of maintain this popularity?
2: Well, on an international basis, I love doing pro-ams where you literally will have two-person teams, the celebrity and a pro. Uh, It's very challenging to pull that off in today's TV landscape in the United States, meaning we're, you know, during COVID, it was popular because it was the only thing. They had no programming. And golf was one of the few sports that they could play, so they had these matches from these traditionally unseen courses, Seminole, medalists down in Florida, right? So they did these matches, and people were watching just to see, hey, there's Peyton Manning, there's Tom Brady, that's the U.S. appetite playing out there. There's you know Tiger in a golf cart. You're you're seeing you, know, and then you see Rory playing his home course, Seminole, down there in in, in Florida. It's, it was an attraction on the international stage. If, if you paired up Luis Figo, a great soccer, you know, his friend, but a great soccer player with Rafa Nadal. uh, And, and, and you put those two together with, you know, Sergio and Rafa Cabrera Bella, you know, that's going to be really popular in Spain and, and Portugal. I mean, you're going to carry, because you're taking the biggest personalities they've got. And to me, you formulate that and you bring, you know, Jamie Dornan, buddy of mine with Rory, and you got Ireland and you got all these. So there's a lot of ways of pairing these friends, these real good friends, this camaraderie that these guys have. And that goes back to why people years ago loved, watching the clam bake at at pebble beach right you watch when you're a kid because if you grew up in new jersey and it's and it's lousy out in late january and you're watching you know blue skies and there's pebble beach and there's all these big celebrities playing golf with the tour players big names you wanted to be there and then you see this camaraderie it made it so sexy and that's the sexiness of golf is the, the celebrities are just cheerleaders for, for tour players. That's all they are. And they love it, but they're the sexiness to it. They bring that. Wow. That's the coolness factor having Nick Jonas and Justin Timberlake and all these young or, or kind of more hip, uh, celebrities who love golf and they love watching golf makes it very attractive.
1: Well, you know what, in our society right now, I mean, everything is cyclical, right? The world is round, but our society seems to celebrate personalities again in a way that I think that some of that format that you were talking about there could be really interesting over maybe three or six holes and you could cover it all in an hour or something like that on a sports channel i mean i think i think there's a lot to be said for that and i I think there's a lot to be said for using all different types of mediums and i want to talk to you about your new project your podcast called the path here but i have to take a quick break so could you hold tight for just a second of course up next folks producer extraordinaire scott savlov we're going to continue to talk to him thanks for listening for espn 920
0: Mike Greenberg is Greeny. Chris Paul is one of those guys whose numbers, if you look at them, are so good that they almost seem made up. You know, he was never on the best team all those years in New Orleans, wasn't able to go to the Lakers, winds up on the Clippers. Then they fell short. But now here he is, the veteran presence on this otherwise very young Phoenix team. It would mean everything to his legacy. Greeny with Mike Greenberg. Weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and watch exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. Is there a better feeling than winning a bet? Take it from a professional, a PGA professional like Keith Stewart. When it comes to wagering on golf, you need to know more than analytics. Stats are just a description of a player's habits. But what causes those habits to repeat? There are other elements you need to consider to raise your betting acumen. If you're the type of person who loves to learn and earn by wagering, then you must read the line. With an easy to understand newsletter format, in five minutes a week, you can bet with confidence. Knowing the picks are made by a golf professional, golf betting lacks an expert voice. Read the Line brings over 25 years of experience in the golf industry to every prediction. Players are not an exact science, and neither is betting. So when you consider the human element of the game alongside facts and figures, you'll be able to elevate your winning reputation. Go to ReadTheLine.com to subscribe, read, and win. That's ReadTheLine.com. you got a great voice for
1: radio. Though. Time to get
0: back on course. Face
1: for radio. I, 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 I get a lot of that, too. As the Pro Show continues, once again, Keith Stewart. It's the Pro Show, and I'm Keith Stewart. Welcome back to our conversation with Scott Savlov. You know you're listening to New Jersey's ESPN 920. Now it's the first weekend in March. Temps are supposed to reach 70 on Sunday, which reminds me of the first warm weekend in college every spring. You know, those windows opened around this time of day and the mood was lifted. Of course, I get that same feeling when I talk to our guest. In honor of his visit, Wade. Let's hit him with some music. So hit me with music. All right. We're back with Scott Savlov this afternoon on the Pro Show. And we got a little Bob Marley cranking because even though it's less than 30 degrees here, I'm thinking about where you are out there in San Diego, my friend.
2: You know, wait a second. I got to get the uh, sun, sunscreen out of my eyes. Oh just boy. like focus. <laughs> what was that key? Okay, go ahead.
1: You know, That's just not right. You know, <laughs> it, on multiple levels,
2: couldn't help it. You're, you're you're like throwing it to me. I couldn't help it.
1: Well, I tell you, you know what? Um, it's amazing to me, and I know there's a lot of music that has enveloped your life, and you and I believe the same thing that music's like math. It's a universal language, and even if it is 30 degrees here, I know Wade, my producer, he loves to throw on these songs all the time just to get my reaction as to what's going on, and just to see how it kind of you know almost steers the conversation. Because when you start to talk about the path that you're on, you know, you throw in a good music example or a, a TV show or a moment that happened in time. It really does create a milestone, which is kind of cool, don't you think? Really
2: important. I, personally, I, I love it because it it cements what your day is and, and what you want to be, right? I think every day you should look at it as, how am I going to get better? What am I going to do to make myself better?
1: You know what? I I firmly believe that. I think about, I tell my kids every day, you know, let's get 1% better every day. And then, you know what, just one little percent. But, you know, after 50 days, 50 percent is a pretty good, pretty good increase. So I'm with you 100 percent. And this is why I wanted to talk to you today, because I've been following along what you've been doing for the last year with your podcast. It's called The Path Here, folks. And you can find it on Apple or Spotify. I mean, all those huge platforms. And Scott brings on just the coolest people like this morning, for example, you had on. Let me just make sure I don't get her name wrong here. Anastasia Ashley, the surfer, right? And, Correct. Correct. And not only were you talking about her career in surfing and all the different crossovers to what she's been able to do with her presence and her influence on social media, but but golf also comes up, right? And it it just it's amazing to me, and it's so interesting the way that you develop these stories when you talked about like last week it was Michael Carbonaro, the magician and the actor and and you know the entertainer, and you know. I wonder, like, I mean, this isn't, like, the most original idea, but you, you brought it all to fruition. So I wondered, how did that all come to, come to be? How did the path here come to be?
2: Well, originally, the, the initial idea is not mine. It's my daughter, Lindsay's. Um, luckily for me, I, I get both my daughters uh, to work with me, which, which gives any dad an opportunity to just hang with their kids, right? So I'm very blessed in that context. I get to, to hear their, their ideas and their, their, uh, choices. Uh, Lindsay's like, dad, you know, so many different people from, you know, just different walks of life. It would be cool to have a podcast. And like, yeah, there's like 2 million other podcasts. And then she kind of walked me through it saying, you know, I, I've been listening to your conversations and, and all of your nonsense on the phone for, for years. But what you do on the phone is you're really taking people, you're asking them all kinds of questions and you're finding out all kinds of history about that person. That would be a very cool way of telling their story uh, on a podcast. And so it was, let's create a format that would allow the decision-making of the celebrity to be told. So that way they can inspire people with their life story. And then hopefully find how they found either success or happiness or a combination of both. So that way, again, uh, someone listening at home or what have you, or, or, uh, um, they're motivated and inspired to say, I heard so-and-so, uh, Nicole Stott, uh, this astronaut who came on the show golfer, right. Uh, but, and I found that out during the interview, but, but nonetheless, you know, here's this woman, you know, I was intimidated talking to her because she's an astronaut. She spoke at like, you know, a G8. I mean, she's super smart. And and then there's, you know, me from East Brunswick. It's like, what the heck? So, but, but what we learned is all of her choices were made that got her to where she is today is like an evolution of of herself. She's evolved and you keep evolving. And I, and I think that's the consistent theme that I'm finding on the show that I find inspiring is that people change, you know, you you may be doing the same industry, you have to reinvent yourself. You have to roll with it and change.
1: Well, I tell you the lessons that you guys reveal really resonate And I mean, they do with me for sure. And, you know, so I started to look into this a while ago and and I remember this and, and I wrote it down at the time and it said, the path here was a show about the decisions and choices celebrities have made along their path to success. Now, I mean, there hasn't been a time that I can remember, at least in our lifetime, yours and mine, Scott, where in the last two years, we've all had to pivot. We've all had to make decisions and choices. So I think this thing really connects with society, but you're the one that's also on this path as you create it, and as you you tell these stories and you develop them with your guests. So I wonder to myself, you know, I'm I'm thinking about this as kind of, you know, I'm the guy that interviews people as well. You know, I'm wondering what have you learned along your path in creating this? You know, what kind of choices and decisions have affected you as you put all this together and you continue to?
2: You know, it's a it's a good question. The The essence and and learning, uh, you never stop learning, right? And for me, learning the business of podcasts was an education because I did not know the business of it, how these things evolve, how do you matriculate up the uh, popularity charts so that way you can monetize the podcast and and therefore it becomes not only popular in one context but profitable as well. So you look at it as a business model and and then you also learn how to use social media. So you mentioned Anastasia just was on, you know, just did the interview. And she's on this week's uh, podcast. There's a person reinvents herself util- with the utilization of social media, primarily TikTok and Instagram for her for her demographic of who she's trying to appeal to. So that way sponsors get behind her. And she becomes even more profitable in what she's doing. Well, for me, I learned that you have to do those things um, with podcast. So I was a person that did not want to embrace social media for my whole life. Never. You know, I was on it, but I just did not want to share a lot about myself or what I'm doing. But you have to do things like that to make a podcast successful. So, you know, I've evolved into Instagram and and lo and behold, you know, in a year kind of grown some followers and it's an education and you have to kind of figure out how to reinvent yourself. So that way it's appealing to uh, various age demographics and make yourself, you know, as likable as you can without going over the top.
1: All right, so that's your perspective on the decisions and choices that you're making as you go through this and what you've learned, right? How about a reflective moment, right? Looking back... I believe this wholeheartedly that when you tell these types of stories that people succeed and then they fail and then they succeed again and they become successful in the eyes, whether they become a celebrity or an athlete or a chef or a surfer or whoever it may be. Right. There's people out there. uh, Joe Main Street, Jane Main Street, that you're affecting their lives as well. So how rewarding is that? I mean, I'm a PGA professional and I teach people to play golf or I give them a great experience at the club or I tell a good golf story, you know, I put a smile on their face. I mean, but but you're making an impact in people's lives and helping them make career pivots and decisions and and maybe, you know, coming out of the COVID pandemic and, and doing great things with their life. How rewarding is all of that?
2: It's huge. I mean, when you hear uh, a chef, a popular chef on the Food Network, Scott Conant, right? Here's a guy is at the crossroads early in his life trying to decide whether he's going to be a plumber or go into culinary. Luckily for all of us, and he makes the most amazing pasta amongst other dishes, the guy chose culinary. You know, it was weighing out in his mind. Uh, I can make X number of dollars being a plumber or I can make X number of dollars being in, in you know, a chef. and I, I want to be a chef. Well, it inspires you because those are the decisions everybody faces at one point. Do I really like this? Do I really want to keep doing this? And if you can get passionate behind it, that's the key. Be passionate about what you do. You're a passionate golf instructor. I've seen you do it the way that you, you know, send me clips of your swings, Scott. Well, you know, the first thing you want to do is, am I embarrassed sending you clips of my swing? It's, you know, I don't even want to look at clips of my swing. And yet you're passionate about it, Keith, how you tackle the tasks of your job. It becomes inspiring because you're passionate about it. And to me, that's the key ingredient of what I find with the people I interview. And even the shows that I create. I create television shows because I'm just a large child. I just want to watch the TV shows that I create. That's why I create them. Hopefully they're successful. But the podcast is the same thing. But the people that I interview, I want them to inspire others because I know I'm listening to them and they inspire me.
1: So, Scott, I want to turn the tables on you here then. You know, you are on the path here, except I'm hosting. And I want to know, when was the moment that you wanted to become a storyteller and not a plumber or an astronaut or something like that?
2: I bs my way when I was in high school into a radio gig, uh, WPST, in in New Jersey. And I got to interview NBA players. And how I got the gig, my my baseball coach was doing radio interviews. And he wanted to go on a date and ask me because he, he thought I knew enough about basketball. So I'd go with him to a game and interview the players so he could go out on a date. And he gave me his tape recorder, and I interviewed all these NBA players. I had a press pass, did that whole thing. And I'm sitting there, and here's, you know, the the Nets were playing at Rutgers at the time.
1: Sure, at the rack. Yep. Yep.
2: Yep. Horrible floor at that time. I don't know if it's changed, but it was horrible. NBA players hated playing there because it hurt their knees. But back then, you know, it was every big name was coming, you know, they had magic. And, you know, when I was there at that era, magic johnson and larry bird and all the you know bill cartwright was a you know met him he's still a friend of mine to this day um i got a chance to interview people and got paid for it and i was having the time of my life i didn't even have a driver's license. my parents had to drive me or my sister had to drive me to be you know to go to the games and i got the gig and and my guy kind of moved on my coach kind of moved on did something else And the radio station allowed me to interview the players and then just, you know, basically wire in back then the interviews. I didn't have to go to the station. I'd wire in all the interviews, you know, post-game interviews. And for me, it was an amazing opportunity to like, as a sports enthusiast, as a kid growing up where I did, it was just an unbelievable way to learn sports, but have so much fun interviewing people and telling stories. And then I would come back and none of my friends bought my stuff. They were like, there's no way you, you, you last night you were in New York and you did this because I went to high school with them. They've known me since I was a little kid. But but the, the stories that I came out of that with, I still tell today because there are fascinating stories. So I started when I was a kid, basically, and it's just never changed.
1: Everyone listening, now you understand why Scott's here today and why the path here is something that you got to listen to. It makes an impact. It, it really resonates with the listener. And he does this week in and week out with these amazing celebrities and they talk about their stories of being 17 years old or 16 years old and interviewing Dr. J or something like that. I mean, it's just, it's just tremendous what you're doing. And if my listeners want to find the path here, the easiest way to do that is Scott, tell us
2: go to the path here podcast you know it's it's on like like you said earlier it's on uh spotify or apple for the information on on who's coming on the show uh go to instagram at scott savile i put the podcast uh initially on my uh social on instagram and it's it resides there so we we luckily we post who's going to be on a little clip of the show just to give a taste of of who these people are and what they're going to talk about and generally we pick a clip that's inspiring and uh that's the theme how do we inspire you
1: well i know that the clip that was there for anastasia was cool about her finding her first surfboard in the trash i thought that that was really cool that was really good uh for folks that need the spelling it's at scott seo T.T. Savlov, S-A-V-L-O-V. You can find him on Instagram. Now, before I let you go, my friend, we have a little tradition here on the show that I know you're well aware of. That's a little rapid fire because my listeners want to get to know East Brunswick's finest uh, from back in the day just a little bit more. So you up for this? Of course. Bring it. Here we go. All right. Let's start with your favorite ASU alumni. Al Michael. Ooh, that one's mine, too. Either him or Kimmel. Both of those are great ones. All right. On a scale of 1 to 10, rate how cool you are. Five. If you could be a character in any movie, who would you be and in what movie?
2: Uh, Clint Eastwood and, uh, and I'd do Unforgiven My Way.
1: Ooh. Most interesting person you have ever played golf with. Keith Stewart. Hey, awesome! All right, you could have tickets to any concert all time. Who do you go see?
2: Uh, Beatles, and I would see them uh, preferably in the UK, so I can have that full
1: experience. Do you have any hidden talents?
2: Uh, (laughs) uh, Keeping your word, it's clean. I would say to you, uh, I'm ambidextrous, so I could do a lot of things with my left hand as well as my right.
1: Fair enough. Name a bucket list person you would like to interview. Uh, hmm, Good
2: question. I would say uh, living. I, I, I would say Paul McCartney.
1: Oh, man. That would be a good one, wouldn't it? Imagine what he's seen. Imagine his his path. How about his path, right? Do you prefer sunrises or sunsets? Sunrise. What personal trait most defines who Scott Savlov is? Passion. Well, you know what? I have felt your passion before when we've been on the golf course, when we've been together, just in your presence, and I've certainly felt it through the microphone this afternoon. I can't thank you enough for being on the pro show this afternoon, Scott.
2: Thank you. I really appreciate it. And like I said earlier, I think your uh, listeners want to should seek you out. Uh, Your golf instruction is, uh, is very simple to understand. And and I had fun when we played. So uh, make sure your listeners keep coming back to you.
1: Well, you know what? You're over there in San Diego. I think I got to keep coming back to you. That's for sure.
2: Well, all I can tell you is it was raining earlier. It's sunny sky, 68 degrees, just like you described. Perfect spring day for you.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not so much, but you know what? We got to run, folks. It's fast approaching 4 p.m. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Coming back to wrap up today's show very quickly.
0: The Max Kellerman Show. Show.
1: You know, there was no one there like, hey, where's that guy we just hired? He just stopped sh- showing up suddenly 15 years ago. So he like, got oh, away with it, 650 Gs. And now he's being sued. I don't know. I, you can't just not show up for work. But but if he's not, like, doing anything fraudulent, and they're just sending him the checks, I mean, why wouldn't he just deposit it in his account?
0: The Max Kellerman Show, weekdays at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Watch exclusively on ESPN+. Plus.
1: Join the thousands of golfers who already call Stick and Hack their home for the best golf stories, original podcasts, special events, member perks, and an active community of golfers across North America. Up until now, the golf media landscape lived somewhere between straight PGA coverage or idiots wrecking golf carts. We take a different approach by celebrating all sides of golf, life, and all the ways this amazing game connects Sticks and Hacks every day. Your free membership entitles you to discounts from major brands all over the country while connecting you with like-minded golfers for discussion, tips, or even a round of golf. So head to stickandhack.com and enjoy the world's greatest golf club without the course. Get
0: ready for the back nine. As the Pro Show continues, once again, the
1: director of fun, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the Pro Show on ESPN 920. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Keith Stewart. It's Friday. Start to feel it. This weekend is going to be a great one. It's an amazing groove on a Friday afternoon. Thanks to my producer, Wade Weezer. Speaking of producing, how about that podcast? I'll post it tonight up there on Amazon, Spotify, iTunes, etc. Of course, if you ever want to hear this show and you're on the road, like maybe out in San Diego with Scott, 920ESPNNewJersey.com, you just hit that Listen Now button. Speaking of buttons, why not get to ReadTheLine.com and hit that Subscribe button. One more thing, we're having some fun. We mention it all the time on social media. At ReadTheLine, get there now. All right. You got to wrap this thing up quickly here, my friend. Yes, so sir. the weekly update is brought to you by TaylorMade. And after 40 years, golfers have inspired TaylorMade to make a lot of great drivers. TaylorMade has been hard at work and making that next generation here in 2022. You want to invest in the stealth driver? Well, get the kit. TaylorMadeGolf.com. No luck of the Irish yeah he, you can't ask for much more from Shane Lowry other than what he did on Sunday at the Honda Classic he came down the stretch against Sepp Straka and he you know he said you know what I played the best that I could I gave it all that I got but in the end Straka he had made birdie on the last hole and then the heavens had opened up oh no yes. Fortunately for Straka, he had already teed off on that par five 18th when the heavy rain started falling, and that extra distance off the tee gave him an advantage. Whereas, if you look at their drives on the last hole, Straka hit his tee shot 334. It was pouring rain when Lowry hit it was 241. Lowry did he did say he felt slighted, but what can you say? The tourney wrapped on Sunday, February 27th. Wade. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day That's doesn't right. come until March. That's right. Right, so <laughs> too bad for Lowry. That is all right. Excuse me. Where's the TSA pre-check line? Do you have anything in your pockets? Uh, I don't
0: think so. it take it all out. Uh, no, you uh, can't look in my no,
1: pockets. No, 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 no. <laughs> Get those laptops uh, out. Internal internal internal? No drinks. Uh, oh golly! I mean, I can't wait for that on. On Monday, (laughs) going down to Jacksonville. All right, New Jersey's own Chris Godderup won't be able to play a practice round before his PGA Tour debut, but he has plenty of good memories on the course that is hosting this week's Puerto Rico Open. Yes, there's a secondary event today aside from Bay Hill. Well, Godderup, who's a senior at the University of Oklahoma, and he transferred there from Rutgers, which is what the tie-in is here, Mr. Wade. Mm -hmm. uh, He shot 20 under, 196, 66, 64, 66 at the, the college event at the same golf course, the Omni Golf Grand Reserve Golf Club in Rio Grande, Puerto Rico. Jeez, a oh flip. All right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that 54-hole score earned him a spot in this week's Puerto Rico Open. So the best of luck to that young man. Nice. Now, de- he didn't, he didn't need the practice round, so what did he do? He traveled with the University of Oklahoma to Vegas this week. <laughs> he, left, he, he went to that tournament. Oklahoma won. Then he left the other night on the red eye only to get out to Puerto Rico and to be ready to play in this event. You know, I mean, I tell you, that's, that's quite a week. He's very good. He must have clear <laughs> instead of just TSA pre-check. Sure. That's for sure. All right, surprise, surprise, surprise. Tiger Woods wins the pip. Of all things, the player impact program, uh, much after Phil had tweeted out back in December. You remember this tweet here, Mr. Wade sure, I know you sure, do. Sure. It's etched in your memory. Uh, I'd like to thank the crazies and real supporters, too, for helping me win the pip to get the second half of the money. I have to add an event I haven't played in a while. See you all in Kapalua. P.S. I'll try to find another hot controversial topic soon. This was from December and Phil. He's psychic. So, uh, yeah. So on Wednesday, Tiger tweeted out a a retweet of that with just the word whoops. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, For anyone that's followed their two careers, Tiger Woods versus Phil Mickelson, still (laughs) undefeated. All right. Not only did Phil lose all his sponsors, KPMG, Workday, Callaway, he's now got this. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone's having a better week than Phil, that's for sure. And that's your Pro Show update for the week ending March 4th, 2022. Let's wrap this thing up. Thanks to our sponsors, Taylor May Golf and New Jersey Golf Foundation. Next week, live report from the Players' Championship down there at TPC Sawgrass. Can't wait to get down there and get warm. I know you'll be back here, Wade Weezer, taking care of the board. I appreciate that. And you know I appreciate all my listeners. So before I go... I'm going to leave you all with one brief thought about influencing others. Don't try to impress people. Let them impress you, and they will love you for it. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this is The Pro Show. Thanks for joining us for today's show. The
0: Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the team next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.